0: This is Restless. Welcome back, everybody, to your favorite post-mortem on the Young, Restless, and Reform Movement. This is Pastor Michael, and as always, I am joined by our host, but not today, Matt. Matt, welcome back.
1: You're right, I am glad to be back and not hosting today. Today, I get to do one of my favorite things we do here at Restless, which is I get to watch a internet scrubbed video and give my off the cuff comments about it. This is,
0: this is gonna be a fun one. And this is the thing about when I host this show. When I host, I say, ah, I didn't really uh, you know, think about it as deeply as I probably should have and spend as much time about it as I should have. Let's watch this video and laugh about it. Um, if this is the you know, day that you don't want to hear Matt and I uh, giggling at a video, might not be the time for you. This <laughs> might be a good time to uh, check out because I have a feeling. I Michael, have a what, feeling
1: that we're going to be giggling. What is the what is the video we are reacting to that, that you're excited to show me today? So today we're going to talk about uh,
0: the idea of multi-site churches. And mm. to do that, we're going to use as a frame of reference a video that was published on the Gospel Coalition. I don't believe that you can find it from them any longer, but you can find this on YouTube. Uh, where uh, Mark Dever of Nine Marks and Capitol Hill Baptist Church sits down uh, with uh, James McDonald and Mark Driscoll and discusses his problems with multi-site. And really uh, what you'll see is it's not as much a discussion as much as Driscoll and McDonald get to share what their thoughts are. It's going to be fun.
1: One thing that is important to note in case you don't remember, both Mars Hill and what's the what was the Harvest Harvest Harvest,
0: Harvest Bible Chapel
1: Harvest Bible Chapel were both multi site churches
0: yes very well known multi site churches both of them are now defunct both of the pastors although Driscoll still in ministry they have both, uh, kind of gone down in flames in some capacity. Uh, so (laughs) McDonald's we'll, we'll have to trace this out sometime.
1: It feels (laughs) like we've, it feels like a spoiler alert to know that neither of these churches currently exist anymore.
0: Right. And I don't remember when this was originally published. Um, it's, you know, it was, it was a long time. I mean, this is, you know, we are going back, uh, you know, for sure a, a decade or so at this point. Um, at this point, both of these, all three of these men were, you know, on the Gospel Coalition. It wasn't that long after this, I don't believe, that, uh, that James McDonald was removed from the Gospel Coalition, kind of. I, you know, it was kind of a weird situation. We'll talk through that sometime.
1: Well, I, I am certainly looking forward to watching this video and discussing the potentially <laughs> defunct model of church of multi-sites.
0: All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's, uh, let's just jump in. Now we're going to be listening to this at 1.25 speed. So uh, just be aware of that. If uh, you go to find the video and find them talking a little bit slower, that's why, just so that we can get through it in a timely manner.
2: So, hey, Mark, how many uh, sites at your church?
3: Uh, 10, hoping to open 11 this summer. Great. And how many services?
2: 24-ish. Yeah, you know, We got five sites going to six, we have 13 going to 15 weekend services, you know, more than 10,000 people in both of our churches, hundreds and hundreds of decisions for Christ every year, praise God baptized. And uh, here is our brother, mentor, theological genius. When his book on church polity came out, I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't write... you never, never read, this I read come, on, it on, come I- on, I couldn't even <laughs> carry it, <laughs> read it, it's so full, you're you're like smarter than I'll ever be. So. But you don't have multi-site. Oh, my goodness. You don't even yeah. have multi-services. Oh, what's going But on? you certainly could fill more if you had them with your amazing gift of preaching. And I know people are coming to Christ in your church or planting churches. So you've obviously decided differently than we've decided. Yeah. We'll tell you why we're right in a minute. But you tell us <laughs> why you're doing it the way you are.
0: So let's just stop it right there. Uh, yeah, this is just ahead. a great moment of foreboding that you know what's coming, where he starts by saying, Here's what we do. Wow, here's all the numbers, here's how big our churches are, here's how many campuses, here's all the stuff we have. They kind of compare in sizes a little bit, and then they say, Oh, and here's this guy, and we're gonna tell you this why genius. we're right in a minute. He's yes.
1: basically a genius. Yes. I, I think one thing I wanna I wanna, you know, as we as we get into this, um, obviously. You know, you know where this is going, and I, I better make a serious point before I'm I'm unable to later. <laughs> is you know, uh, one of our listeners, we did a feedback episode a little bit ago, and he mentioned that you know we are we're we're not about Baptist ecclesiology. Now, that is unsurprising as I'm podcasting with a ordained Presbyterian pastor, but I think what I really want to get at is is there are certainly a good. A a place for us to discuss that because that's what we think. And and we are not reductionistic like the new Calvinists, that we're gonna get rid of all those things that maybe not everyone listening is on board with. But what we're really not about is unbiblical polity. There is a difference between what Mark Dever, who we have, we who is a Baptist, and because of that, we would have sincere disagreements about what he is gonna present but I would consider within the realms of a healthy biblical That's right. polity, That's right. and what is going to come out of the mouths of these two <laughs> jokesters <laughs> and, um, as many services as they had, you know, they, they don't have anymore, but they had. And, but again, right. They're using the, the evangelical moniker of the numbers are self-justifying, yep. right? The end, they, That's the, gonna, it's the gonna argument's come over up a
0: lot. It's going to come <laughs> up a lot. <laughs> Um, the and, numbers are what really does it
1: and and let now nah, I'll wait'll I have one other thought that I want uh, Pastor Michael to react to. I'll wait till we get further in oh let's
0: let's see how for how much further we can really
4: get in here we go. All right the word ecclesia in the New Testament means assembly according to the bible i mean no, i think up, lexical use it a, means assembly according so like to like in Acts, 18, in Acts 18 when there's the riot in according ephesus to they have an assembly yeah, But even, even if it means assembly it doesn't mean
2: one and only assemble all assembled together and not the whole, whole church mean? is present at time anyway you, do you have children's yeah, ministry it does mean that. yeah okay so they're assembled in a different place you've already broken that code yeah just well, break it again
0: wow yeah. okay i just want to stop it there because
1: that is tough but fair actually so one don't play the greek games but yeah. I don't know what you, what you're saying is, but like, I, I don't know. I don't know what the nine marks practice for children is, but yeah, that was actually,
0: so I, I've never actually caught that before uh, where he points out that they do. I don't, I don't know either. I don't know if they have the children worship with them, but you know, if you do have the children doing it you know, their own children's service or something where they're not involved in the actual worship service of the church, that's a great point uh, that you're not following through on your principles right there. <laughs> yeah. So that was a good point, but then let's just back it up. <laughs> so they ask him. So why don't you do this? And he says, "Well, you know the the word ecclesia means assembly, which is true. It means like the gathering of these people." Yes. Says who? Says who? And he and from that point on, they like don't let him get a word in. They just talk over him the whole time. They talk over each other. Oh, it's just horrible to listen to. Uh, and what happens is that Dever comes across as this like really seasoned wise man he's clearly by the way if you watch the video there are times that he clearly is getting kind of frustrated with these guys because they're being so obnoxious and they're not letting him get a word in Uh, but he comes across as just like a humble wise man and they come across as the kind of guys that would probably run their churches into the ground in the future (laughs) and lo and behold this is exactly what took place all right, let's keep going.
4: Yeah. I, I think that uh, we have an assembly, and what we want to do with more assemblies is have more elders and more preachers. So we do want to have more people come to Christ. And we yeah, that, that works good for the guy who's hoarding, the guy who's building this big multi-site, multi-site, multi-site
2: thing, but never plants churches. But you're yeah. preaching to the wrong choir if you're yeah. going to say, did you plant any churches, Mark? A uh, couple. Yeah, we've planted some too. So we're, we believe, we agree with you, that you should when be when raising you, up James, other preachers. But James,
4: when you've got a multi-site and you can have somebody else preaching there, why not have somebody else preaching there? Or I mean, we do both. Than, than the we, same do. Person. we plant Great churches that are multi-site.
3: See, it's and, 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 not one, one, one. And I do think that in one
4: geographical
2: region, like I've been in Chicago for 25 years now, I do think that there's a level of influence. The reason I'm planning a church in Kansas City and in North Carolina and in Miami and in Minneapolis and whatever, is because I I don't have a thing there. I don't have any influence. These big cities are such a perplexity to all of us. And where I have a lot of influence, if I can in my lifetime cash that influence, I believe that people will go and hear me in that region where I've built up, hopefully, a a reputation for um, being a trustworthy source of spiritual nourishment. that there's something that I built there that I can extend, but where, where it involves a new city where I'm nothing, then let someone else there uh, go there and do that. Well, in so, in Mark's saying- case, he's, he's, he's known in a lot of places, so he would have multi sites in other
4: places Wait, too. So, just to be clear, so you're saying you, you have started a church in Miami? Yeah. Uh-huh. And why not make that an evangelistic event rather than a church?
2: Well, obviously, because we're called to plant churches. That's the model in the New Testament, the book of Acts. That's why I'm not pl- I'm starting hospitals or driving mercy ships, even though I think those things are good. You know, the mission of missions is the church, and the mission of the church is missions. So our church is about missions, which is about church planting, and all of our churches are about church planting. I mean, that's the New mm-hmm. Testament. I'm telling you that.
4: You well, obviously know that. Well, I agree with you. My question is just how we do it. And I think Christ gives gifts of elders to his churches. We have elders in think, all those
2: churches. We don't control those churches. They're autonomous, self-governing, yeah. then in what churches. Sense,
4: then in what sense are you... I'm only think? multi-site in Chicago. Yeah, and that's just, all under one eldership. Oh, I was confused. Okay, so in Miami, you're not pastoring a church that's in Miami. That's not multi-site. No, that's yeah. a church I have no I've question about church plants.
0: This is a great question that he hits on though is the idea of why not if you have this other church why not just have uh, elders and uh, a pastor that's preaching
1: and teaching there instead
0: of you what do you think about James McDonald's response to that man
1: I'll just say when was the last time I watched this video because I did watch this video when it came because right this was at my like peak everything TGC and and these guys put out and I want every I want our listeners to know, I was siding with Driscoll and McDonald here. I was like, man, we're finally we're finally putting this out here. The one positive sense is the cry for connectionalism in churches. Hmm. Wouldn't it be a thing if our churches weren't purely independent autonomous entities? And I again sorry, I just like praised the I just praised good Baptist ecclesiology. And now I'm like, but what if there was what if <laughs> but what if there was more? something more? But again, what this is is. They are arguing – McDonald is arguing pragmatically and Dever is arguing biblically. And then you hear – Oh, totally. And and then you hear, McDonald, the mission of missions is the church and the mission of the church is missions, right? It's – there is no – in this conversation, there is no place for a conversation about – so then what he's saying is he's saying – he's trying to say it in Christianese whatever the means are, justify the ends. That's right. There is no sense. Yep. There is no sense of the church as an institution. There is no sense of the church as gathered for worship and sanctification. These things. It's
0: pragmatism. It's evangelical pragmatism at its finest. Also, it's, it's weird just being on this side of all the things that especially went down with James McDonald and hearing him talk about how he's a trustworthy guy that's built all, up all this yep. influence in Chicago. That's just pretty pretty hard to hear. Pretty hard to hear.
4: Well, let's keep going.
3: We've got multi-site around the Seattle region and then also one in Albuquerque.
4: Okay, now in Albuquerque, Mark, surely you would rather have some other guy raised up there to preach the gospel who can actually pastor that church.
3: He was. And then he okay. um, decided to become multi-site and it went from I don't know, maybe 200 to 500 in about six months. There it is, the uh, numbers. Freed him up to shepherd. The the guys preach about 25% of the time. I preach about 75% of the time. There's a full elder team there. Every single thing that you would say qualifies as a required mark of the church happens at the local
4: campus. Okay, just can I ask you some questions about this? Yeah. Are you concerned that it builds people too much into you particularly?
3: No, actually, it does the opposite. If I'm not, I mean, they're more addicted to you. They have to come talk to you, shake your hand, be yeah. in the same room yeah. with you, get around the Shekinah glory. And yeah. I, For not me, not I'm not even not there. there. So they're not, they have to be on mission because I'm not there. We find that the giving, small group participation, church membership, and service is higher at a video campus than where I preach live. Consumers come to see us. Missionaries go elsewhere. They don't care if we're there or not.
2: That's a pretty huge point. He's saying that it's less about him yeah. in a church where all yeah. he is is the 75 teacher and you're saying that you think it's less about you because you actually you know plant these autonomous churches that which we both we yeah, do
0: so who is it less about <laughs> who is it less about the guy who you know the entire brand of the church is built around you and you being a part of it or the guy who is just humbly serving his local church and if another church wants to start it, wants to send other people to do it
1: and sends different people who aren't him <laughs>
0: That's right, and it's Deluted. actually no, it's actually more about you because they have to like they want to be you know personally
1: involved with you, right? It's like because again, it's 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 this whole apples to oranges yep. comparison, because yes, there are people in Devers Church or Piper any any big name pastors' church. Who will leave when that person retires or dies?
0: It's true in any church, right? How many churches do we know that you know this one pastor leaves, and as soon as they do, a bunch of people in the church leave? That happens all the time.
1: Yes, but it is it is an and and so there are people like who go to DC where Dever is, and they're like, oh, I don't need to really look for an I I I don't need to I'm visiting. I know what church I want to visit. This is what happens. But even Driscoll, let's say he's right about his video campuses to to the to where he preaches in person. Yes, I would I agree that the people who have to see you in person, those are the people that are it's more about you than the people in the overall thing, the whole thing that's branded about you. Right? right? Like if the video again, like it's it's such a self-defeating thing. Well, he wanted to go, he started his own church and then he went to video campus in Albuquerque from seattle right right? and and the church blew up why because suddenly it was less about you no because right the the people like me at that point who lived in albuquerque were like well this is great now i can find the like-minded people who are about what what driscoll's giving
0: right I've been listening to his sermons like crazy and now all of a sudden he's got a church in my town so I better go uh, yeah this is again though like everything is built around the idea of, of pragmatics so in other words what the church looks like a biblical ecclesiology is built around how many people you get in the in the door if you get more people if the church grows well then it's better for that church in Albuquerque to be uh, to have me on a screen preaching than it was for them to just have a pastor Uh, who would preach every week. And he didn't bring in as many people.
1: Even though there were 200 people there. That's not a small, that's a good church, church, man. That's,
0: that is a good sized church. That's a really solid uh, church. I tend to think that if a church starts, you know, uh, getting over 250, 300 people at that point, it's, I mean, it's hard to shepherd that amount of people. Like, it just seems to me like, Hey, you could start planting a church at that point.
1: Um, So yeah, my guess would be, that would be Dever's opinion as well. Right. I think so. I think so. Well, we have no debate about yeah. church planting. Yeah, we're all on was The, the, the okay. question is
4: about multi-site. So if I can just keep asking questions question about you being there as a sort of video presence. When you preach, I mean, you're, when you preach, certainly part of what you're doing is responding to the congregation that's no, there.
3: I'm a total introvert. I'm a total introvert. I, I feel, see, I'm, I'm more functional charismatic. He's way where,
4: funnier when he's preaching. Yeah. Personally, interpersonally, I can just tell you. I'm, awkward. I'm making
3: all the jokes. Yeah. I'm making all the jokes. <laughs> he just laughs at me. Yeah, I'm just part of the set design. So for me, I mean, I'm just trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to enjoy the scriptures and I'm trying to say what God lays on my heart. I am not interacting with the audience. I don't make, I'm a major introvert. And to me, that's the missiological contextualization. You'd probably throw this over in the, the, the rubric of ecclesiology. I'd throw it over in the rubric of missiology.
0: There yeah.
2: it is.
3: That there isn't a way to do church. There are elders and deacons and members and discipline, and there's word and sacrament and
4: marks. So you have all the nine marks. You have all the you have all the biblical have non-negotiables. All, all you have is a preacher
3: on a screen. Seventy-five percent of the
4: time. And then seriously, yeah. What happens when you die?
3: Oh, yeah. It's going to be far easier than it is for you. Correct. Right? Okay. Because you're a pastor-centered model. We're a mission-centered model. Okay. And so for us, since I've got campus pastors that are first among equals with their own elder teams, membership, small groups, discipline, everything at the campus, and they open and close all the services, they teach the classes, uh, and they preach 25% of the time, if something happens to me, these all become autonomous churches in Acts 29, <laughs> and those lead pastors at every campus become the primary teaching pastor. And so the you, whole thing is built for me to back
4: out when we're all set and you, done. Would you, want to, would you want to do that before you're all done? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. There will be an, well, then in that sense, this is kind of like a slow church planting strategy. It's, seeing, it's a massive something
3: church planting strategy. Well, yeah,
4: I would have yeah. far less questions about it if it's a church planting strategy. Ultimately, so end, we all get along. Think, I'm almost oh, yeah. 40. <laughs> That's yeah. no, 10 minutes. minutes. We both. That's vote. Come on, hold So seriously, when when you're when you're gone, yeah, we're not going to replace me. Okay. No. Same with everything we're doing. What if somebody says, "Look, you heard all those arguments they gave your video presence. Let's just. I like Mark's preaching. Let's just keep having Mark." Well, like Tupac, we keep releasing albums long after he's gone. Yeah, his seriously. Yeah, you know, I've, I've, look, I've, I've been on the a board. You know, we have Donald Gray Barnhouse's sermons playing on the radio. Jim Boyce's sermons are playing on the radio. Hey, with the I video media, it's
3: going to look pretty weird in about. I mean, I'm I'm almost forty. So let's say I preach till sixty-five, seventy. That video is not going to be great.
2: No, no. I mean, your clothes, gonna your clothes are going to look stale. Your illustrations <laughs> yeah. are going to look stale. I have a deal with my radio oh my goodness. You know, I Goodness.
3: So
0: <laughs> that the reason that we couldn't go on is simply because it won't be contextualized. Basically, it's not going to look cool. It's not going to be fun and hip like it is right now can
1: can we just can we just note that Dever when he starts trying to like I just need to really seriously have a conversation about this he basically just is like all right I'm going to talk to Driscoll like McDonald is so he just ignores him yeah he's he's like he he, I've he's so not in this conversation in the way (laughs) I need I need my conversation partner to be I he focuses on Driscoll but, yeah, what what happens when you leave and all those churches become, you know, healthy, autonomous churches? I You know, I I, I wish we would have had a test case to see if that could happen at multi-site churches. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if it would go well once that person yeah. was gone.
1: Oh, wait. Well, we have two examples. It went great.
0: <laughs> it it did. <laughs> it uh wait a minute it just crashes and burns and uh goes horribly why and why right because it was all built around you it was all built around your personality and that was what it was all about
1: yes and and this is where this is where ecclesiology and this is why this is why pastor michael as a presbyterian and and me with those similar convictions are not are not going to just are not going to give up the ghost on ecclesiology because Driscoll says, for us, this is just missiology and and not ecclesiology because in evangelicalism, the, the, the premise, I think most church government is done on and church structure is done on is as long as we're not violating something taught in scripture, we can do whatever we want. That's right. Endeavor and Presbyterians. Now, Dever again, you know, differently, different, understands these things differently is saying Jesus is the head of the church. Therefore, Jesus regulates how the church is to meet. And, and while this is why, you know, even when we make comments about the pragmatics of elders, Presbyterian accountability, any of these things, or, or the way Dever has, right, that ever is asking a pragmatic argument, that's not ultimately what matters in the end. Doesn't, it literally would not matter if, if pragmatically screens work better
0: yeah no it doesn't matter and we'll get into that in a bit i think you know we're getting close to the end of this video i think it's good to uh finish up and see how it great uh pulls because of course it's going to turn around and turn into a well-rounded biblical discussion before the end sure
1: (laughs) i'm sure
2: um unlike many other radio ministries the day i die notice to every station i go off the air he served god in his generation and he fell asleep so you're not per- going to do J. Vernon McGee? No, I'm not. Sorry, Jay Vernon. He's <laughs> having a great day today, by the way. He's been in for like 40 years. So he must have it down. But that boy should not be on the radio. And the day I die, I go off the radio. Right. The day I die, I go off all video screens. And hopefully, so long before mind, that so happens, So in mind, there's,
4: there's a distinction between your presence there on the video screen when you're alive someplace else, oh. and your presence on the video screen when you're dead. Yeah. yeah and I don't you're want still a be visionary doing-
3: leader of the movement, and, and you're still a major influence across. I mean, you're training these pastors, raising them up. I mean, you're investing in those yeah. leaders. And once you're gone, it's a, it becomes a different organization.
4: I don't even want.
2: I think there's something. Obviously, we all believe there's something supernatural going on in the spirit-filled proclamation of God's word. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't know that I really feel that that extends to a series that I preached in 1994. You mean today. more to be replayed, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, a week but behind. But it does across it's town. the same life. We're all going through the right. same series on all of our, we're together in this. This is for now. And I'm not saying that teaching doesn't have a life in mm-hmm. curriculums and in other people, but for those Sunday morning life-giving proclamation the Spirit through the proclaimed Word in the middle of the church, I'd have a hard time with that on, you know, a five-year tape delay or something. Okay, can I
4: ask another question about this? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my concerns is that I want to see young men raised up to preach, which I know you both want to see as well, mm-hmm. and, and we don't have a debate there. But I would think that particularly for somebody who has pronounced gifts in preaching, that's gonna mean sometimes me putting other people up there instead of me doing it. And I would think a church plant in a sort yeah. of multi-site situation would be a perfect place to do that.
3: It is, how many, when you're gone, how many open preaching slots are there a year at your church for other men?
4: We have a service in that Sunday evening, 52 times a week a year, I never preach there. So I'm always there, I leave the service, 50, I never so preach so there. 52, 50. hold on, and yeah. then Sunday morning, we have, I, of the 52 Sundays, I'll preach 26 to 30. But right, if you're gone, there's 52 more. So there's so 175 ish yeah. or yeah. something? Yeah.
3: I have 300.
4: Because of the multi sites. Right. Okay. So I have right. 300. But what if your video does
3: stuff? to 4,000. So guys can also break in at their skill oh, but level. Your,
4: but your video stuff is- That when you just said.
3: I just beat you because okay. and then you oh, changed wait. the topic. Well, what, no, 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 no. I, mean, what I, I, said I there
0: Oh my goodness. Oh, I it's so hard. I beat you. It just shows you how he's thinking about this conversation. It's not like, hey, let's take like a real biblical discussion. What does the Bible say? Dever multiple times has said, look at, look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. Look what the scripture says. Not a single time have either of the other two mentioned what the scripture has to say about these things.
1: So, so where did, where did this, they, st- what is the first thing he asked them about? He asked. Yeah. So Dever asked
0: them, uh, originally, uh, about, you know, what happens, uh, you know, like what happens when you die. Right. So yep. the succession idea, okay. They all become individual churches. Then he says, well, why not now? Mm-hmm. And then now he's asking specifically about young men preaching. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. if, if you want to train up young men to preach, which you say you do, well, why not have them then preach more often? especially right. at these other places.
1: You know, it's funny because Michael's right. This this is obviously not a, becoming a Bible conversation. My mind is over here. I just have this, I have this urge to fix things. Can I try and like justify this position from the Bible right. at all? If you were to make an argument for multi-site, it would have to be the apostolic letters coming. Yep. That that would come. But of course, the problem is, Paul doesn't instruct young pastors to just read his letters or find other letters to read. He, he tells them, them to teach them to preach. And, and of course, again, it's, it's, again, we're having a, we're just like you said, we're having two totally different conversations here. Yeah. I just
0: beat you, Matt. I just (laughs) beat you. You're just changing the topic now. Uh, What, like what a childish way to proceed. This goes back to our, you know, uh, kind of, You know, nine marks of being a a celebrity pastor and having this kind of new ecclesiology that comes in. I mean, this is, you are an apostolic figure. You're like a bishop. And so you have this outsized authority. And then you've got the guys on the ground level and they're still there and they have some authority and they do some stuff, but it's just, it just pales in comparison to what you have. I also think that, well, we'll get into, I want to talk about, you know, the whole idea of screens and what that means, but I I think we can get into that after we've kind of finished up this conversation.
2: Same question. Well, it's the same in our church. Dude, you're saying you're creating that, more opportunities. 10-12 well, guys coming in, master seminary graduates, yeah. and other things coming. in spend a whole year in residency with us. I'm pouring preaching training into them. You know, two or three times a week, they do my outline with me. They sit in the service, list of my yeah. message notes. Master then on seminary. Regret that. Campuses <laughs> and what he said was so important. The guy who's just starting out in his ability, he can go to a campus that has two or three hundred. Yeah. The guy who's grown and developed in his, he can go to a campus that has three or four thousand, mm-hmm. and or on many different stages in between. So you don't want it. That's that's the problem it, in, a, in a church like yours. Who stands up with a church your size and one opportunity? You can't take the guy. who's just in great preaching and put them in your pulpit. How many eight, people are in your church?
3: Eight or nine hundred yeah. So we've got one, two, three, four, maybe five or six campuses that are at least that as sounds, big yeah. as, as your church. And you know as well as I do then, they're in, a, in an organization of that size or a congregation of that size. You've got classes, midweeks, groups, 200 people are not yeah. that hard to get, all yeah. the way up to some of our campuses are 3,000 plus. And so even there, you're, you've got additional teaching slots that are a couple hundred people and the average church in America is 80 or less. Yeah. Right. So, so his is think, an anomaly. They're giving us the 10 minutes, so right. I guess they're going to be done. But before, since he's Baptist and it is appropriate, I think we should take a vote on whether I, right.
2: multi-site I is biblical. I'd like to make yes. a motion that all churches commit to multi-site and church planting as a collective strategy for getting out the good news of Jesus Christ. Do I have a second? I second the motion. So that, I that means I must favor? be chairing, yeah. I rule I the motion out of order.
3: Two to one. <laughs> See, Baptist <laughs> always wins. We love you, Mark. We love you. And when you go multi-site, we will show up and celebrate your first Sunday. Yes. yes. Oh man! Wow. Uh, so that's, I mean,
0: it's just it is brutal. painful.
1: It is painful. That is. It is painful <laughs> to watch. Ugh. It is painful. Wow. Okay. Before before you take us down a few of these these kind of, I don't know what to call them. Uh, different trails on on this multi-site topic. I want to ask you this question. So this is put out by the Gospel Coalition. Yeah. Okay. Did the gospel coalition almost like go multi site? Now, this is like the kind of thing that they would clutch their fist at the sky about. Now, maybe not. I don't know. I, don't know. I,
0: I feel like there's still probably some multi site type people who are involved. I don't know. Isn't like guys like JD Greer or guys like that? I feel like That's, they're probably multi. I mean, Chandler, be. Chandler, I think is still like the village church I, is still multi site, isn't it? Or did they go away from it?
1: He, he at least said he was going to move away from it i'm not sure i mean i know at
0: one point he said we do multi-site chandler said it like we do it because it works right like when we started to do it we got more people and so it's always a pragmatic concern but i have seen i just even doing a little bit of research i know i said i didn't do much but i did a little bit of research before coming on and i saw a lot of articles you know within evangelical publications christianity today and other places where people were saying you know it's it's why these pastors are moving away from multi-site. So uh, right. people are moving away from that. It's becoming less popular. It was a big thing for a little while. And now it is really uh, kind of losing steam for sure.
1: Yeah. And so I just, you know, these guys were, these were all gospel coalition council members.
0: It ha- and- It is hard to imagine taking that video, watching it. Like if you are a mature Christian. I was just a stupid kid when I saw that, right? Like I I was just a dumb guy. And it, it was originally shown me and by someone who said, Hey. Look how horrible these guys that you like are. You should stop liking them so much. And it like it helped. It helped me start to think, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't like them as much." Um although I did want to defend, right? Like I wanted to right. say, "I don't know, I kind of like they're funny and they're having right. more fun." They're having
1: a good time. They got yeah. way
0: more people. Like, come on. This is it's pragmatism. And I was, you know, evangelicalism just naturally taught pragmatism. The more people, the better. So, they must be right. But uh I can't imagine being in a situation where you're like a Mark Dever or someone else behind the scenes at the Gospel Coalition and thinking, Yeah. This is a good one to put out. I know. Like this'll go well for us. I mean, entertaining, but
1: yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's
0: ugly. It's ugly. So let's, let's maybe talk about, you know, uh, what, what is the primary issues with going to a multi-site model and a multi-site, you know, again, Maybe I I assume most people are familiar, but the idea that you have one particular preacher like a Mark Driscoll or James McDonald who is preaching each week and they're filmed and that is either live streamed or recorded and then projected into these other, you know, campuses of the church and those campuses usually depending on the model have their own, they do have elders or pastors that are there on site. They have their own worship teams, like as far as for music. And so they sing their own music. Uh, they do a lot of those things in-house. And then A screen comes down or it's already out and they show the video. Now, I know, you know, this is, you know, I know Bethlehem Baptist kind of has a multi-site model. I don't know what they're doing now. I assume it's still the same. But what they would do is John Piper would go to a different campus each week. And so he would he would move around and then they would, you know, project in the other times that he wasn't there. And so I know they were trying to balance that a little bit better. But still, you have that element. So what's the problem with this, Matt?
1: That this is not what this is not the the model of the church. You, I think you can probably speak to this better, the, the disconnection of the pastor and the people. That's right.
0: I think so. So this is again, you read through the New Testament, the the model is what I'm gonna call incarnational. To hmm. to proclaim the gospel, it's something that you like there has to be people involved. Uh, together. It's not to say that you couldn't hear the gospel on a screen and come to believe, but the ministry of the church cannot be something that it's not something that you can partake of from a distance. It's not something that you can partake of at home alone with a screen in front of you. It cannot be done that way, according to the New Testament. And this is why, again, uh, the church was called an ecclesia, which was, you know, uh, a commonly used Greek word. But the reason that, like, this idea was was brought out by Jesus first, right, in Matthew 18, is this idea that the people would be gathered together physically, right? They would be together in order to worship. And uh, so this is why, by the way, Dever starts that way. And he says, this is, this is what literally what the church means is that you're together.
1: Uh, he, Cause he's trying to have the Bible conversation. That's right. right. He
0: wants to have the Bible conversation. And he probably thought going into it, Hey, we're going to have the Bible conversation. And right. they were not ready for that. <laughs> that's evidently that is not something that was going to take place. Uh, but why did, uh, you know, why did Paul feel that he needed to get to these different cities? or send people to these cities to preach? Why did he feel that they had to establish elders in all these different cities and pastors in all of these different cities? It's because the ministry of the church is incarnational, that that God works through people, not through devices, that he works through people. And uh, he works when those people are gathered together, Um, especially when we're thinking about, you know, I, I imagine that they would then say something like, well, look, we have all those things you're talking about. It's just that part of the teaching on a, you know, week to week basis, 75% of it is me on a screen. And why is that a problem besides the things that we've already talked about, right? The building, the brand of the church around you, like explicitly. So you say, it's not, you say, well, you, you know, with a regular church, well, it's really more about you. No, you are, you are quite literally building the church around your own personal identity and brand. And that is problematic. Uh, We've kind of talked about that, Uh, but also- this is something that comes out in that kind of CEO model of a church where the guy who's up front, who's teaching, he is disconnected from the day-to-day lives of the people in the church. He is not actually shepherding them. He's just teaching them. And that's it, right? He's, he's not actually involved in their lives, but that is not what pastors are called to. Right, the, the reason they're called a pastor is because they're a shepherd. They're supposed right. to be involved in the lives of the sheep. So this is in Ephesians four, uh, when uh, Paul lays out, you know, uh, these different offices that have been given to the church. One of the things he says is that uh, the church has been given uh, shepherds and teachers, and really they're words that go right together. Uh, that he's given these these kind of you know shepherd teachers that they're supposed to. Uh, an elder is somebody who is guarding and guiding the flock, who's involved in the lives of his people. And also teaching, right? Also involved in that part of the ministry. And one of the things I found interesting while I was just looking some things up about this is uh, that Nine Marks, uh, Jonathan Lehman of Nine Marks, had a has an article out uh, something like it's like uh, twenty five or twenty two problems with the multi site church. There I found it. And I don't actually like a lot of his stuff. Some of his stuff comes out straight out of like a kind of, you know, Baptistic ecclesiology and congregationalism that I just wouldn't uh, adhere to. And so I don't follow him all the way through. I don't think it's the most carefully reasoned from scripture. But one of the things that he pointed out that I thought was super helpful is that uh, at all of these multi-site campuses, not a single one of them would project the music from a distance. They would not do any of the singing or anything like that from a different campus and then have everybody else join into that. Uh, They would always have their own like band live. Why is that? Well, they know one that people aren't like people are not going to be okay with that, right? Like that's going to be really strange and weird uh, because, you know, imagine, is it the same watching a, you know, a YouTube video of a live concert and going to a concert? You'd be like, well, of course not. It's the same thing with the preached word. You are missing out on the like the incarnational, like the, the the fellowship, the gathering of it, the 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 interpersonal nature of it. Uh, this is how God has uh, decided to uh, bring about the both the the work of the church and also the you know the uh, uh, continued growth of the church. This is how He has decided that the gospel would go forward.
1: Right, you're you're pointing out that that the embodied existence of Christians matter, where I am matters with these things. But I also think that this, what you're getting at actually points out as to why uh, there was such a boom in multi-site churches because with new Calvinists and just the media, the media ecology of America in general, I mean, hey, I get everything I want online from from a screen, from a chosen from a chosen guru, teacher, pastor. Yeah. And that I think that it makes it make sense to me. Like, yeah, okay, we're all doing our church here, but we all acknowledge that we want to get our right. Like it becomes a gathering of me and my people who we all agree. Yeah, our church, we like our church, but we all want to have the thing from the one guy, the best guy, the, you know the guy we like. And so I think that that it just, and, and again, and that, and then on my side, we can say what it is on their side. That is inherently consumeristic. Yep. Is there any question that, no, this is what the real, this is the real mission people want. No, man, that is, that is inherently consumeristic because if we agree that another pastor, another shepherd can do all of those things locally, you know, with me, then the only reason I'm saying, no, let's do the video is because I want to consume that content and it's convenient for me to do so now. And I like doing it with all the other people who like it with me.
0: Yeah, I think we should probably start bringing this to a, a close this discussion. I'm sure this will come up again, but I do want to point out that, you know, one of the ways that people, at least for a time, were able to get away with this, is because the technology uh, provided that allows for things like live streaming and to get this video to people like it's, I mean, it's relatively new, right? I mean, this is a, this is a, a relatively new thing. And Mars Hill and Harvest were not the first people to try multi-site and try to you know, uh, get their video into other people. That was happening at other mega churches and other places already. But you might be able to wiggle out of this if you were to say, well, the Bible never discusses these things because it just didn't exist at the time, and so you know we're dealing with something else. But everybody knows. I I just want to use as an example. You know, this past year uh, with the coronavirus pandemic and uh, everything that it entailed the lockdowns, everybody knows that there is a difference between their child learning in a school with a teacher mm-hmm. present, then watching on a zoom or something like that. Everybody knows that there's just like, obviously everybody knows, like, imagine your own like interactions with people on zoom and things like that, especially over the last year, how many people like suffered from what they were calling like zoom fatigue and, you know, like just sick of all the video chats and everything. Why is that when you wouldn't have felt that same way when you, if you were with the people, why did you feel that way? Well, because it's not the same thing. It is, it is experientially different. And it's also just, you know, uh, like at any point I could turn you off, Matt, right now. Like I could, I could just click a button and you're gone, the recording's done and it's just over. There's no actual like interpersonal, uh, you know, direct connection. Now we can talk and, you know, praise God that we can be able to do this and, and uh, you know, praise God that there's an ability uh, for people to still connect in a way, even if they were, you know, in totally different places uh, in the country or, you know, weren't able to, you know, come into their work because of the coronavirus or something like that. I'm thankful for the technology, but just because we have a technology doesn't mean that therefore it is good for all purposes. It it doesn't mean that therefore it's good for all things. And it's the kinds of people accepted the idea that there's nothing different between a pastor who is preaching and it's just being live streamed and I'm watching it on a screen. The kinds of people that accepted that have no problem accepting ideas like, it's perfectly okay for me to uh, take communion at home when I'm not with the rest of the gathered church, right? Because it has nothing to do with me being with other believers. Like that has nothing to do with how God works. He works with me individually, atomistically. You know, obviously they wouldn't use that word because it has negative context, but uh, like it, it has to do with me personally and not everybody else. Well, that's not true of the church. The church is a gathering. It is something that uh, is meant to happen in community with others. And that includes the preach work.
1: Thank you for joining us for our trip down the multi-site memory lane. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We are right.
0: We beat them, and there is nothing more to say.
1: You can play this at your next multi-site church service. Thanks. Rate and review the show.